Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I've heard that there's a house that has some bodies in the basement. Somebody told you that Shakaya was a victim of human trafficking? And come to find out, this is like it exploded into this huge thing. I knew. I just knew something was wrong. Police say 33-year-old Jared Bridegan was shot dead. I kept calling his phone during the drive. Gunned down in front of his two-year-old daughter. It's a murder that stunned Jack's Beach neighbors. His murder has attracted national attention, with investigators saying he was targeted. Eventually, a police officer answered and told me to come to the police station. Justice is something that takes different shapes or forms. If you know something, heard something, please, it's never too late to do the right thing. So I'm Deanna Thompson, AKA Body Movin'. And I'm John Green. For about a decade, Deanna and I spent a lot of time on the internet, especially in the underbelly of the internet, trying to identify and get animal abusers arrested. We spent countless hours scouring the dark web, helping catch predators. We spent over a year and a half trying to get law enforcement to take us seriously about a man that was killing cats online, and he was threatening to move on to kill humans, and that was Luca Magnata. Yeah, you might've heard about the Netflix special called Don't Fuck With Cats. That's us. Well, now we're turning our online investigative skills to some of the most unexplained, unsolved, and just ignored cases. This is True Crimes. The production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. This episode contains extremely graphic information and is not appropriate for children. Okay, so a couple of recordings ago, I ran into... Cousin Sophie's post about Shakaya being missing and was going through the comments and found a post um, from a woman named Darla May posted the name of a, a person named Rico Wallace and said he's the last known person to be with her when she left Billings. And it's the same dude who raped my minor, minor daughter and drugged her. Um, so, of course, you know, at that time, I pulled him out and started looking into him. And I am continuing on with that right now. 
So I found two or three Facebook profiles for him. Um, There was a flyer created and it has two of them. He spells his name different than his actual legal name and I'll get into that. But there was two and uh, one is just Rico Wallace um, and the other is Ross and Hale Raw. And there's nothing really of interest on either of those Facebook profiles. Ross and Hale is pretty empty. And uh, so again is his Rico Wallace page. So I did a search for Wallace or, or Rico Wallace just on, in, on Facebook in general. And Tammy Bear comes out who is Shakaya's mother posted in December of 2021 about Rico. It sounds to me like this post, she is empathizing with another mother um, who is going through something similar. She says, Shakaya was a bright and beautiful young soul who trusted the wrong people. She was also at Tumbleweed here in Billings where she met Wiz, AKA Rome Big Day and Rico Wallace. Rico spent three months grooming her before she disappeared. I believe Rico knows where she is or where she went from Billings. I believe they have the info we are seeking. Luckily, Rico is being charged and held accountable for the rape of a minor and for criminal endangerment from a charge stemming from 2019. He's currently being held at Yellowstone County Detention and has an upcoming court date for both of these charges. Hopefully the family can take this as a win. I fought hard to get him off the streets, even if only for five or 10 years. He can't hurt anyone else's daughter right now. So that's a positive. Rico is the face of human trafficking to me. He is the one I think of when I think of the many women who suffer at the hands of abusive and evil men. He is responsible for drug trafficking into our great state and human trafficking. So Shakaya's mother posted that in December of 2021. And I took out the part, the, the important part to me was that, you know, when she says she was also at Tumbleweed here in Billings where she met Wiz, aka Rome Big Day and Rico Wallace. So I want to know more about Rico and of course, Rome Big Day or Wiz. So I'm going to dig into Rico right now. John, you know how Rico's name keeps coming up in the Shakaya case? I did some digging on him. Really? Did you find anything good or useful? Well, his full name is Rico Adrian Wallace, and he's currently in Yellowstone County Jail facing several charges, one of which is rape. He's from San Diego, but he's lived in Phoenix as well and appears to be an aspiring rapper. Um, He has a long criminal history and he's had several social media accounts that have been deactivated and reactivated, but his actual social media is pretty bare. There just isn't much there. And we know that Shakaya's mother has posted about Rico and she seems to think that Rico seems to know what happened to Shakaya or where she is now. But I also think we need to talk to this other woman, Darla May, who Shakaya's mother seems to be interacting with on Facebook. Darla also seems to know a lot about Rico, too. Yeah, I've looked at Darla as well, and she advocates a lot for Shakaya as well. So she might know um, a little bit more about Rico, and I think it'd be really smart to talk to her. Hello. Hi, Darla. So nice to talk to you. Thank you so much for talking to us. I know that there was some apprehension, and I totally understand. Um, so we've been looking into the disappearance of Shakaya Blue Harding, and I'm sure you kind of already know that. Yep. In looking at like all the social media, we ran into Rico Wallace, you know, and Rom- Romello uh, Big Day. And we've just kind of been trying to like piece together some stuff. And I see you and your profile sharing a lot of the information about Rico, right? 
Yep. And I was like, man, I would love to talk to her to see, you know, because like it just feels like you know that he's like in your heart of hearts feel like he might be involved. He might not necessarily have done anything, but he knows what happened. I'm pretty sure he like sold her. How do you know Rico or not know him, but how did you run into him? What is your, what's your information on him? Five months after Shakaya, my daughter was going through her own stuff and she was uh, just turned 17 in September of um, 2018. And um, she had been a runaway and had met a guy that went by Miguel Martinez and took off with him. And we were looking for her and a bunch of the kids were telling us, oh, Miguel Martinez has her. And so we figured out because of who our connections are and with that information, who he was, where he was from, the house he grew up in, his family's names, you know, mom passed away, had a twin sister, et cetera, et cetera. I was out talking to his neighbors when I got his uh, home address. And we went there, law enforcement came, my daughter really wanted to keep seeing him. And it was this whole thing about, you know, I really, I need to see him, I'm gonna run away, I'm not gonna see him, he's my boyfriend. And so, um, you know, I said, fine, you can date him, but it has to be at our home. Like, we're going to meet this guy. And um, after a little while of them dating, he'd asked me if he could take her on a date. I said, okay, I guess, you know, but have her back by this time. And at that particular time, about two weeks um, prior to the incident where we, Rico, where I found out Rico was involved, he had taken her to Rico's house to meet Rico for no reason, just took her there instead of a date, took her over there. So Rico was literally seeing if he wanted her at that time. Oh my God. That was like a screening of some kind. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. And and that was Miguel, which law enforcement, when I spoke to the detective, it told me that Miguel Martinez is a, um, one of the people who recruits. And so anyways, two weeks later, my husband had just got off of work and then, um, I guess Rico had reached out and she'd seen him and he told her that, uh, Miguel Martinez would quote slide through, you know, that he would come pick her up. He picked her up about a block away off my security cameras and then drove her to his residence where um, at that time she handed the bottle over to Rico and there was Wiz was there and uh, two females that were also um, identified to be recruiters for um, Rico and Wiz. And um, so uh, Wiz is Romello Big Dick. Right. Right. So um, they're there. She hands the bottle to them. They smoke some marijuana. He proceeds to go into the kitchen behind a wall and make a drink, brings it out to her. She takes a couple sips. She thinks it's weird. She feels so weird. She doesn't want to come home. She's scared. So she's like, I need to go lay down. And Rico escorts her to his bedroom. And this is where it's going to get graphic. Is that okay? Okay. So um, at that point, he laid her down and she was out of consciousness. At some point later, she woke up and um, she could see him over her. And he had laid her so that her butt was kind of almost off the bed and her legs were hanging off of the bed. And um, she woke up because she was in pain. And he had bit her from her clitoris to her anus and proceeded to rape her. And then the next morning, he literally carried her out of the apartment into his vehicle and dropped her off two blocks away and forced her to walk back home. Um, at that point, she came home and said that she thought that an assault had taken, a, a, you know, taken had been done. And we went to the hospital and forensic was for ran. And, and then at that point, the police had told me, because I called and asked for an update. And they said that it's basically um, her word against 
was his. I said, at that point, he was 29. And I found out he was 29. So I said, you know, how is it a 17 year old's word against a 29 year old when she can describe to you the alcohol and the pipe? So later on, you know, time went on, nothing happened. I kept trying to call. I was getting the runaround. Nobody knew where the fucking case was. So then um, I Darla, finally. Darla, 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 real quick. When you say the police, are you talking Billings Police? Billings Police Department. Okay. Okay. And I talked to like even the chief of police and I talked to the human trafficking division here and neither one of those places gave two shits about anything I had to say. Um, Penny Roning said she did talk to the chief of police and he was aware of who Rico was, but he never got back to me about anything else or anything until I started getting on Facebook and making a big deal out of it. So the Billings PD tell you it's basically his word against your daughters. Correct. And so eventually I get in touch with the prosecuting attorney and I demand to see him because I want to know why this case hasn't went any further. At that point, I guess he's the county attorney. He told us that, quote, because he said they can't do, um, you know, we can't get his DNA because he's not in custody. At that point, he was not in custody. And then they said that, um, you know, I, we, why, what else, why can't we use the crime scene photo? She was bitten aggressively. Why can't we use those in court? And he said, quote, um, that that would make it look like she liked it rough. And what? I said, excuse me? Yes, he said those words to me. And I said, excuse me? How does a 17-year-old know how they like it? So that was a big red flag. At that point, um, a, while, a little while after that, I well, I was posting about Rico because we did have the rape case. It was an open case. Mm-hmm. And so I was posting about him and I started investigating him. Um, I had started posting him aggressively on Facebook and he left the state. Right. He left. He was, uh, he was actually arrested prior to coming to Montana and Idaho. So he left Montana because of that. I'm pretty sure, yeah, he took off. And then a little while after that is when detectives reached out to me about Shakaya and said, you know, all of the information, can you help us? And I was like, holy crap. They took my daughter and had her go and do a lineup and and identify the people and talk to them about what had happened with her case because obviously it's very similar and the same person is involved in both. Anyway, so I started researching Rico. I was finding out who his family members was. So I found out that Rico had lived in San Diego, California. Right. And he's he's related to a man named Raheem Calloway. And that they moved here together. And um, Raheem Calloway had started a um, rap business. like uh, It's called Alpha Pride Entertainment. And I mentioned that to law enforcement when I talked to that county attorney and i had said you know it makes no sense that these men came up here all the way from san diego where they're like two hours from la where the big dogs are where real rap is at west coast rap to podunk montana to start this business and i also found out that raheem calloway's ex address and there's a video on youtube from i think 2019 and it's raheem's first music video and rico was in it and it shows the address is 333 Jackson. And that's in the Monroe area where in Billings, Montana, there's this area and um, it's on the south side. And it's like three blocks, Monroe, Jackson and another one. I can't think of the third one right now, but they're three box, blocks of row houses. And um, law enforcement tells me that that is known for human trafficking. Um, I found out they all moved up here together. It made no sense to me. We realized when the Shakaya had happened that this is most likely a human trafficking. So I was thinking, you know, this is just some some old kind of you know that that likes to go for little younger women you know like date rapes and hurts them Mm -hmm. and come to find out this is like it exploded into this huge thing so much bigger than what it looked like from the outside 
went in when I talked to county attorney and I said, how many times did you try to make contact with Rico in regards to my daughter's case? He said, we tried two. And I said, well, how about Shakaya Blue Harding? Tell me that. She, they never once went to his house to investigate. They told me that. Hmm. They never once tried to knock on his door in relation to her case. And the only reason they did because I made a big deal out of it. But she's also white. Mm. She's white. They go to a white girl for a white girl and go right. actually make try to make contact, but don't at all for a Native American with a history. And I think that's absolute bullshit. I do too. The way that people look at Native Americans here is terrible. Oh my gosh. Darla has a ton of really important information about Rico. It's just awful what happened to her daughter, but wow, is she a fighter. She really advocates for her daughter. Yeah, there was a ton of information she gave us and there's a lot to unpack there and I'm trying to put it all together as we did it. So I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you know, I'm trying not to insert my own experiences into these cases, but it's hard not to be a little bit triggered um, when you hear such graphic detail about a sexual assault. From an investigative standpoint, it, you have to separate yourself, right? You have to separate yourself from the experience and what actually happened. And that's hard to do. Let's stop here for a break. We'll be back in a moment. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. 
With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Our conversation with Darla got me thinking. I think we also need to dig more into Shakaya's friend, Aaron. Since he was at Tumbleweed and saw Shakaya in the last days that she was seen in July of 2018, he supposedly was concerned for her safety and gave her a knife before she went to see Rico. And since so much of the interaction between Shakaya and Rico and these other individuals happened around the Tumbleweed facility, I think we need to talk to somebody there. The current director is a woman named Georgia Caddy. And get this, she used to be the human trafficking person there. If they have a position specifically for dealing with human trafficking, it must be a serious issue. And maybe she'll know something about Aaron as well. Hopefully our private investigator, Mike Toth, can help track him down. It's worth a shot. I think we should call him. Hey, Deanna, you there? Hey. Mike's on the line too. How you doing, Mike? Hey, Mike. I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing quite well. So um, the Shakaya case, Deanna and I yes. were talking about it earlier, kind of going over the timeline of events and stuff. And so we're kind of stuck on that right now. We're, we're trying to talk to people. And it sounds like when Shakaya left, her and her sister weren't talking. And she probably doesn't know much that was going on in that like six month time frame. So we're reaching out to people who Shakaya would have known. One of them is the guy, Aaron Peterson. So you said you remember the story about how Shakaya went walking to a park. Some guy saw her. She said, I was going to meet some unknown male. Yeah. And that he gave her a knife. So this is the person that gave her the knife. But the story is changing. He knew okay. Shakaya. He knew Shakaya. And when... The sister reached out to him. He goes, here's who you should look at. You should look at this Rico guy, her ex-boyfriend. He was very upset that she broke up with him and he was threatening people like Aaron. And so Aaron sees Shakaya, talks to her. She says, well, I'm going to talk to him right now. I'm going to take care of it right now. And he tries to talk her out of it. Like, don't go by yourself. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, well, here, take this knife. And we think that happened on July 23rd. Right. Okay. So we're trying to get a hold of this Aaron person to see if we can talk to him and if he could fill in some more holes with us. So Shawnee sent us a bunch of screenshots. And one of the screenshots is, I think, from um, Shakaya's Facebook. And it's a, it's basically a comment thread. So I can't see, you know, where it happened. But I'm, I'm assuming it's Shakaya's Facebook. Right. And in the in the screenshots, uh, Rico says, where are you at? Hit me up. And Aaron replies and says, leave her alone. Nobody likes you. You're the reason she's leaving. Then he goes on to say, he says, I'm right here. You know, y y if you want me, you can come find me. And he basically they're fighting on Facebook. OK, it's not important. Right. Right. But Rico's posts have been deleted because he's it looks like he's talking to himself right so then the the rest of the screenshots are messages that shawnee sent him and they it starts off with do you know my sister and he says yeah i know her she was like a sister to me and the person you probably need to be look, talking to is rico he was obsessed with her and they broke up or she broke up with him shawnee says well what can you tell me more about it and he basically says yeah i saw her and she was walking to rico's house 
and to settle some issues. And Shawnee says, well, what issues? And Aaron replied and he said, she broke up with him and he got angry and was threatening people. And then when she saw that he was threatening me, Aaron, she said, I'm going to go talk to him. And that's the, and then. Gave her the knife. Right. He says, you know, I didn't want her to go, but yeah, he gave her the knife. So <clears throat> that's the night. And that's the night, that, that's the last she's been seen or that's days before that? We think it was the 23rd. We don't know for sure. That's one thing. I mean, we're, we're assuming it's the 23rd because I, why do we think that? Oh, I know. No. So that night she posted a picture to her Snapchat and it's a photo of her laying down with Rico. And that was the last thing she ever posted to any social media ever. Now, Rico's the guy in jail, right? Right. He's the guy in jail. He's the guy with the Buick. And then the last photo that she posts of herself ever, ever, is with Rico laying in bed. Right. On Snapchat. Right. And we have the photo. Young girls like that, you know, they don't stop just out of the blue posting. I know. Well, Snapchats I or know. anything like that. And she was like prolific on, on Facebook. Like she posted a lot of stuff. Yeah. You don't just stop. You don't just stop. No. But man, that when you hear about, if you know she's on Facebook constantly, I know. And suddenly she just stops. I know. That's that's a red flag. Either A, all of her phones and she's she's held somewhere against her will. And that means she's not even human trafficked. She's in a basement somewhere. Right. Like the Cleveland girls. Right. And has no access to anything. Or she's deceased. Correct. Because if she was still prostituting, by now she'd have had access to something. There's no way she'd have been working the streets, you know, by a guy. And he's not going to have that much control over her. Because even with the Johns, she could borrow one of their phones real quick. Or the cops would have got her or something by now. So I think she's either held prisoner somewhere against her will totally. And maybe being used as a sex slave for that. <laughs> or she's deceased somewhere. It's the other thing, too. Shawnee mentioned to us that she called the detectives to give them information and she doesn't feel mm -hmm. she doesn't feel like they even wrote it down i don't know if this is true or not right but she doesn't feel like they even wrote the information down that she was giving them so it I mean is it possible that the cops never questioned rico 100 percent. i'd like to think they would have you know or they are now you know i mean it's an open investigation yeah I know. they're not going to tell they're not going to tell us the you know the the idiot internet nerds what they're doing right and they might have looked into it, or they might still be looking into it, right? Like, they might still be trying to get information from him. Right. Those are things that we don't know. We don't want to make them look bad. It's not our right. intent. And if we found anything, right. the first thing we do is go to them since they're handling the case. Yeah, I, I will uh, email you guys or, or, right. and right away as soon as I know something. So, Georgia... Just so you know, I'm recording this phone call, okay? Okay. So at first, if you could just tell us who you are and what you do, that would be helpful. Sure. I'm Georgia Katie, and I'm the executive director at Tumbleweed. I'm also the person who started the anti-trafficking program here at Tumbleweed in 2015. Is trafficking a big issue in Billings, Montana? Human trafficking, I mean. Absolutely. How bad is it? Well, I mean, I guess that's like kind of relative. I mean, one is too bad, right? And the type of trafficking we see with probably over 85% of the folks that utilize our drop-in center is the type of trafficking called survival sex. So it's for a place to stay, something to eat, um, 
a drug habit, a cell phone, uh, that type of trafficking. Now we do also see the, um, the trafficking like you see on Lifetime movies. In 2015, when trafficking kind of hit the forefront for Montana, it was like a big sexy thing for everybody to get behind because, oh right. my God, this is horrible. It can't be happening here. We hate this. And so really went about doing a bunch of awareness. But the piece of awareness that people don't like is, is I think it's like a crazy statistic, like you're 58, 58% of victims of human trafficking are being trafficked by a family member or, or a friend. Oh my goodness. So then that kind of puts the brakes on you like, oh my gosh. And this, it's only like 9% is like the stranger stuff. Do they even realize that that's happening to them if it's being done by a friend or a family member? Sometimes they do, I think, but there becomes a normalcy to it, right? First trafficking victim, her mom and her grandma gave her to the landlord every month since she was like four to pay the rent. So if that's happening to you, it just seems like it's what's part of your life. These people that are supposed to protect you and care for you are saying, this is okay, so this is what I do. And so when I do, when I speak about trafficking in our drop-in center or to young folks I come in contact with, they're like, oh my God, that's happening to me. You know, you can see this kind of, they might not verbalize, but you can see this light bulb kind of go off that they didn't really realize that that wasn't normal so like a friend could be like a boyfriend too right like or claim to be a boyfriend worked with another young lady who i mean small town montana you want to go see some stuff right and you don't have the resources and so this young gentleman i mean he was very handsome only like three years age difference um Mm -hmm. so it wasn't really weird she was 17 he was like 21 or something and that doesn't seem strange and he said hey let's go see the ocean shit she'd never been she's in a tiny little town here in montana jumps in with her boyfriend you know they get part way there and lo and behold they have no money well if you want to Mm -hmm. keep going just do this for me babe you know it's okay Mm -hmm. it's this is not a bad thing and so they end up getting pulled over like three states away as he's trafficking her across several states and when he gets pulled when they get pulled over she's telling the officers this is my boyfriend he's saying i have no idea who that is i just picked her up in the last town she was right. to give her a ride right and so then there's the and so she's struggling with the fact that well i thought i was he was my boyfriend you know so he like manipulated her into like working for him pretty much absolutely yes and i i, I imagine that happens with like people that have some sort of trauma or they're vulnerable they just want love right like it's Absolutely. Very young. Yeah, yeah, that's so sad. And, and you don't imagine that somebody that professes, you know, your best interest to to do that to you. I can tell you story after story. They're master manipulators. They're just people in the world that are really out for themselves, and they just they have some charisma and they just have a real way of like manipulating and and being able to pick out vulnerabilities, right? And yeah. and our young people are all over social media. You tell everything like, "I hate my mom." right my mom's so mean and she and she now i'm grounded for three weeks oh if you come with me i wouldn't do that you know and so they prey on those things that and you're so beautiful that that these young people want to hear we've been looking at you know talking to several different people and looking at different cases we were presented with a case from a girl from billings montana who went missing and she's still missing today. who was that um shakaya blue harding i i know shakaya yeah we've been working with our family and stuff she was at tumbleweed for a while i um, actually have uh every day it reminds me why i come to work here i have a letter in my drawer that i open every day to get the key to my file cabinet out and it's a piece of mail that's Shakaya Harding's mail. 
Oh, you're kidding. I'll never forget the day that I last saw her. Um, I was practicing my presentation. I was getting ready to go out and do a awareness training and I was in our drop-in center resource center and I was practicing it and she was plopped on the couch and she had just washed her hair and it smelled so good of like smelly shampoo and Mm -hmm. she had fuzzy socks on and these sweatpants and she was sat down there and she was eating her lunch and just looked like she typical teenager or young adult cozied up on a couch watching a movie and she was very interested in my presentation and as I began to kind of speak with her a little bit she she kind of shut down, but she was listening. And then she left that day and I said, see you later, Shakaya. Bye. Mm-hmm. I can still smell that. And then she had this prettiest hair yeah. I ever did see. The story we were told is that back in 2018, Shakaya had had some trauma in her life. Unfortunately, she was self-medicating with drugs. Absolutely. There were some issues between her and her family. They became kind of distant. Shakaya was apparently living on the street. She was using tumbleweed services. Yep. She made a post about how great tumbleweed was. It was the best place. And it sounds like she got a lot of benefit out of it. She wasn't in contact with her family as much. At one point in time, family members start going, hey, has anybody seen Shakaya? And they realize they haven't seen her. This is now August, 2018. Then they start looking for her and realizing one of the last places she was at was at Tumbleweed. And she had been on, on July 24th, she was very active on Facebook, making several posts. And all of a sudden it just stops. And so July 24th, Uh, She's on Facebook. There was another person staying at Tumbleweed that time. I guess a guy named Aaron who had befriended Shakaya and he refers to her as her sister. She is going to go see this person. I'm just going to say his name. His name is Rico. Mm -hmm. Aaron tries to, hey, let me go with you. I don't think it's safe for you. Let me go with you. And she goes, no, no, no. I'm going to go by myself. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to sort this all out. I know Aaron. And so she goes, goes to talk to Rico. Supposedly either the 23rd or she posts a picture on her Snapchat with her and Rico and then is never seen again. So it appears that this Rico person has something to do with it. Law enforcement says they've talked to him. He admits he has nothing to do with it. But the going theory is this guy Rico had something to do with her disappearance. Well, everything um, you yeah. said I have heard and or given to the spaces that okay. should have it. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah, yeah, we're kind of just kind of piecing this all together. You know, like, it's just a sad story. And the family is so desperate for information. Let's stop here for another quick break. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indul- your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. So while we wait to hear back from Mike, our PI in Montana, can we talk about Jared real quick in Florida? Totally. We both thought at the beginning this was a carjacking gone bad. But the more we dig into the carjacking, it doesn't look like that, right? Do you agree? Yeah, especially with all the other stuff going around involving Jared's first marriage and his ex-wife. It really feels like a targeted hit. It also feels like whoever killed Jared wasn't acting alone. Yeah, it's just too complicated to be a carjacking, right? Yeah. So I was thinking while we wait for our Florida PI, Chris Salgado, to do a little digging, I thought we should talk to forensic specialist Joseph Morgan. He works with KT Studios a lot and he might be able to help us gain a new insight into Jared's murder or maybe talk us through the crime scene a little. That would be really helpful to have his eyes on this as if it was a targeted hit like we think now and not a carjacking gone bad. Yeah, let's do it. This case really got to me because... I was in this man's position in the sense that, you know, uh, we're a blended family and it was contentious. And Mm -hmm. of course, it never rose to this level. And this poor woman now is, you know, has got these precious babies that Mm -hmm. she's going to have to raise on her own. And Lord only knows what's going to happen to those twins. Mm -hmm. And so I want to do anything I can do to help her. I've got a real heart for this case. Simply from that perspective, there's a couple of areas that are going to be very significant. Obviously, you know, you mentioned the casing. That that will be in particular. I'd like to know more about specifics about the weapon. Right. And I'm assuming that there were spent casings that were collected at the scene. Also, I think that that perpetrator, in my opinion at least, had uh, had a hide set up. I think that yes. probably is pretty obvious. Yes. So for me, and if I remember... You know, down down in Florida like that, you're going to get rain, you know, I don't know, maybe three to four days. It doesn't really go into a drought condition down there. And the the soil will remain pretty consistently damp. I'm, I'm very curious to see if they were able to identify footprints or right. take impressions out of the soil where 
this person would have been stomping around. They did search that wooded area right there. Right, right. And they did have dogs, too. I've kind of collected just some, like, facts about stuff. So they did have dogs. They did search that area. But they're not letting anybody know what they found. There's no information. And even Kirsten doesn't know. So, yeah. I can certainly address that from a connectivity standpoint and why that would be important. Absolutely. Because this individual would have been dismounted at that point in time. And also something else that's kind of very interesting is this tire slash rim Mm -hmm. thing that they found out at the road. Mm -hmm. That's going to have a very specific nomenclature on it, an identifier, and the point of origin of that. Now, if the person had been wise that had set this up, they would have just gone to some random location uh, and picked this thing up. But if it's something that had been, that has connectivity to the perpetrator's life, and there's all kinds of identifiers that we can get off there. First off, just the make and model of the tire itself or what type of tire that rim would have held, uh, serial numbers on, on that rim, which that was my understanding. I had taken that away at some point in time that it was not, at first it came out that it was a tire and then I heard rim and then I heard rim and tire. It was both. So yes. I'm, it is both. It is and both. so those are going to be very specific. And also the acquisition of that item, uh, I'd like to know if they had any kind of wear patterns on the tire. Uh, like, was it an old tire? Was it a tire that had been kept back for some time? Did the tire, because rubber can show evidence of aging mm-hmm. and weathering, even if it's not being used. When did they create that series of tires? Who the, who the manufacturer was? There's a lot of tiebacks with that. And I think for me, uh, there's no general way to put it, but an assessment of Jared's injuries is going to be very vital uh, because I'm right. particularly keen on range of fire. So they say it was three to four feet away from him. They did release that. So we're going to be, if that is the case, and it, there were multiple gunshots three. that were fired right. because the baby, I remember person saying at that time, the baby had said, boom, 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 daddy fall down or something like that. Yes. Boom, 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 daddy on the ground, yeah. Daddy on the ground. And we also have we also have video footage where you uh, from a doorbell, and you can hear there's there's three shots. We even found the so the tire has been traced to a Ford F one fifty, and uh, the the police have released surveillance footage of yes. a Ford F one fifty with a spare tire on it. And but they don't say where they got the surveillance footage, but we, John Green and I, found where they got the surveillance footage, and it goes right back to the ex-wife's house. It's less than a block from her house, so it's very interesting. It's very interesting. As a death investigator, it's very telling to me the level of callousness that's involved in this. Right. When you'll execute a man with his baby in a in a car seat mm-hmm. in the vehicle, and there had to be an awareness of that. This mm-hmm. guy was not robbed. You right. Know, it was, to the best of my knowledge, at least. There no, was he wasn't taken, yeah. other than his life. You know, so that you know that puts a a real it puts a it's a different lens to look at this through than say you know some other kind of randomized event that might have occurred out of just an impassioned event that's a one-off or certainly anything that's connected to to another crime, you know, robbery or something like that. So right. I think there's a lot that we could probably dig into, and I'm 
I'll be at y'all's disposal. I'm going to send you an email with our document, and you can look at it whenever you want. Yeah, sure. And it has link. It has links to all the pictures and everything like that. And then I'll remind you about Sunday too. Okay, and I'll, I'll try to between now and then. I'll look at this, okay. and I'll try to come up with a bulleted list of points. Sounds good. Hey, Deanna, I have Mike on. Okay, hi, Mike. So the last time we spoke with Mike, the PI, we discussed about have him reaching out to Yellowstone County Sheriff's Department and ask if they would share some an update on anything like with Shakaya as a professional courtesy from one law enforcement to another. And you said you reached out to them and you had some good, good stuff is what you said. I uh, reached out to Detective Fritz for Yellowstone County. He's a detective assigned to her case. Um, I said, we're working on this podcast. We're working on this case. And we don't, I go, I want to get this out of the way. We're not here to bombard you with false leads or, you know, our, what we, our theories. We're going to tell you what we know. If we find something good, we'll let you know. And we're going to verify it before we tell you and all that. But we are looking at this. And we also don't want to be looking at stuff that we don't, that is a waste of time. So I said, great. So I go, do you know Rico? And he goes, oh, yeah, we know Rico. And I said, did you guys interview him about her? And he goes, yes, we did. I said, did you clear him? And he goes, no, we did not clear him. No shit. He goes, what does that mean? He goes, well, by the time we got the case, as you know, it's been a while. So evidence is cold. So all we could do is just sit down and talk to him. And he pretty much just kept saying, don't know what you're talking about. Nope. Don't know what you're talking about. Nope. Didn't happen. Nope. You know. And he goes, he just basically, you know, because he's a career criminal, he was not going to give up any info because he knew we were behind the eight ball anyways. Right. Yeah. He knows it's been a while. So he goes, right. So he's not going to say anything. And he didn't. He goes, but he's not cleared because he agrees with us. If it is true that she went to see him the last time she was ever seen. And then the Snapchat picture of her in bed with him was the last picture that she put out on social media of herself. Then, yeah, clearly he's a person of interest. And he goes, well, I think he's in prison. And I go, I go, well, I think he's in Yellowstone County Jail. Correct. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah. I go, check your roster. Yeah, he goes, last I heard he was in prison. I go, well, I think he's been moved to Yellowstone County Jail. He might have a court proceeding coming up. And he goes, well, that's interesting. Okay, I'll look at that. And I said, great. So then I said, well, do you have her DNA? Because I know as law enforcement, let's say her body's found in Arizona. Okay. And, but she has no ID on her. So they have no idea who this person is. They will submit her DNA into a database right. to see if it gets a hit on, as in, has somebody put her DNA in there as she's a missing person? And he goes, no, we didn't do that because the mother couldn't produce anything to us that would have her daughter's DNA on it. But I said, yeah, but you could do the mother and the father. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yes and no. And I go, do tell and he said montana doesn't allow that does it our crime lab can't do that but the fbi can and he goes i have the mom's dna and the dad's dna they signed yellowstone county's consent form for us to submit the dna but the fbi told us no you need to have them sign our consent form he goes so i sent a consent a new fbi consent form to mom and i sent one to dad i've got mom's back I have never received dads. So basically, we're stuck. But I said, well, if we can get the dad to sign the form, would that help? He goes, 
I will take all the help I can get from you guys. Oh, I love he that. goes, if you can get him to sign that and you can get that form to me, we will send it the next day to the FBI. She'll be in the database. Maybe we'll get a hit. The question for you guys to ask the sister is, does she have contact with dad? And if she does, can she get him to sign the form when we get the form okay. and get it back to us? So that's the big question there. That's what you okay. guys got to take care of because you know her. Right. Yeah. So, we'll certainly do that. So that's what I know. That's incredible. That is such good news. More on that next time. True Crimes is executive produced by Stephanie Lidecker, Deanna Thompson, Courtney Armstrong, Jeff Shane, Andrew Arno, and me, John Green. Additional producing by Connor Powell and Gabe Castile. Editing by Jeff Twa. Music by Vanacore Music. True Crimes is a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.